Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Inspirato Projecto. Hello. I just wanted to call in and thank you so very much. For the Orson Welles endorsement that you gave me a while ago, I just used it in an episode that I released moments ago. It's about H.P. Lovecraft. I'm reading some horror into my show right now because I love Halloween so much. And I've been reminded lately that my voice can actually be kind of (laughs) scary. So I'm going to kind of scare my listeners. (laughs) Stop by for a visit if you feel like it. What you heard there was a marvelous message from Maria Humphreys from the Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. Every once in a while on Anchor, I'll leave messages in people's little message uh, area. This is why I highly encourage anyone to get a hold of that Anchor app. Uh, I know that uh, Maria herself have has been having issues with uh, getting, getting, uh, hearing, hearing my uh, Inspirato Projecto podcast. Uh, Also, uh, on this, uh, on this episode, you will hear interviews from the Artistic Block, which consisted of the fine folks of Bed Eater, and also Silent Love Stories. Those are two short films that screened together. We learned a lot of great information there. Also, we got a fun fact from Henry D. Horse. And a wonderful message from Stu Strauss, one of the woodsmen of Twin Peaks, The Return, Season 3. And a great interview with Superhero out there in the hallway at Kapow. That uh, those, those Kapow segments both take place on... Uh, October 3rd, 3rd, I believe. October 3rd, let's see, let's check it out. Let's go to the official, let's go to the official page here. No. 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 Yeah, October 3rd, yeah, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Okay. Specific standard, specific standard time. (laughs) Yeah, that was the specific standard time. We had a fun technical issue that happened during that screening specifically. It's like 20 minutes of 
music videos. These little snippets all taken with the iPhone. And we get a chance to hear the uh, apps on there. So anyway, we see that, and then all of a sudden, Bed Eater, all of a sudden, it stops halfway through. And, and it's like six people. They brought in these people from out of town and everything, Austin, Texas. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? We're going to do the Q&A. And there weren't that many people there. I just kind of held up the, uh, we didn't even use the microphone. I just held up my trusty podcast microphone, just not the theater microphone. Also, for the Q&A, the upcoming, or the uh, the awards ceremony, I'm going to attempt to do some sound cloud balancing, sound balancings, and see if I can kind of even out the sounds so it sounds less like something is far away and something's closer. I'm gonna, I really, I'm going to aim to utilize my sound engineering skills to to test that out. So, we shall see. We shall see. That's on its way. So interjected in here are little bits from during the Batten Down the Hatches tour with Yachtly Crew out there in the world. That was an interview, interview with uh, Jacob the Rancher, who works at that uh, Court of Ale place. If you happen to go there and see him, tell him Stony Shores says hi. So you did you did uh, silent love stories? I did. And how long did it take for you to put all that together? Uh, about six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you meet the the musicians who who are uh, the musicians? Music is my featured? ex-wife actually. She's a very good uh, opera singer. She graduated from Chapman. I think some of you is from Chapman, and um, she gave me the music. So, so she gave you the music, and then did you come up with the concepts for the for the songs that would go along with it? Exactly. And you shot it all on iPhone, I noticed. iPhone. <laughs> what kind of little uh, accessories and whatnot did you use to... to no accessories whatsoever. Everything really? I shot is on that little thing. So Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro, awesome. And Luma Fusion for the editing. I didn't even know that one existed. Luma Fusion? Oh, yeah. Luma so Fusion. you edited the whole movie on this? Yes. Incredible. And I, it's already on uh, Amazon Prime, from here to Amazon Prime. That's incredible. It's nice. Everything Any, is available Anyone here. who comes up with excuses as to why they, don't, they can't make a movie, they're like, oh, well, once I get this, or oh, once I do that, <laughs> or once I do this, it's like, we have all the apps we need right here. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy. But the thing is, uh, you have to adjust your uh, filmmaking to mm. what, they can, what that can do for you. So oh. you cannot take that and make a documentary like the one we've seen. So what, did you, what was the process you went through once you... Um, edited so, it on there. And- uh, first, you go with the Filmic Pro. I shot 24, of, uh, and then I moved it to LumaFusion, but I've done everything on the iPad, so I can see it because I need glasses. And then once you're done, the only thing you cannot do, you have to... Uh, uh, I t- actually, it's published on iTunes also, the same movie. Uh, you have to move it to a format called um, RES444. So I could not do that on the iPhone. I have to do it on the computer. So you, you just basically transferred all these files to your computer and then you, you, you did that? You just... No, no, actually, I... Uh, so LumaFusion is, uh, looks like this. And you know, you're familiar with LumaFusion? No, I've never heard of that one. Uh, so it's uh, the only probably um, application which allows you multiple uh, track. 
So you can put uh, multiple... You can put mu multiple uh, audio tracks on there too? Yeah, three and three video tracks. How much does this app cost? Uh, $14. But it's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? Because okay. you made an entire movie out of it. Actually, no, I just uh, completed the feature. It's two hours. You made a feature on your cell phone? Yes. It's oh my two God, hours that's incredible. Called Silent uh, <laughs> Love Stories um, Heartbeats. And uh, it's already on IMDb because um, I sent it to the major festivals. Oh, that's great. So I sent it to Sundance, to Berlin. We'll see what happens. That's cool. Why not? You know what I mean? You make something, why <laughs> not amazing. put it out there? See who, see where, what Imagine catches. what that can do. <laughs> that's astounding. You did an entire feature film on there. Yes. That's brilliant. 117 minutes. That's cool, man. <laughs> Thanks gonna, so much. I'm going to talk to these wonderful people. Yeah. So, um, all right. How long ago did you start making the the bed eater? I just became your friend on Instagram, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. So, um. uh, how, <laughs> I, so how I love that. Like, he's like, oh, this internet celebrity, <laughs> this Instagram celebrity, yeah. and then uh, I just love all the internet talk, the hashtags and all that jazz. Like, yeah. that's just so it's so funny and so typical. Um, so. It was just so funny because he's like, oh, yeah, she's an internet celebrity. And, it, and she's like, oh, she now has like 600 followers, which is just so great. <laughs> yeah. There were like so many little nuances in there that were so fun. So how how long ago did you start shooting? Um, so we did the uh, Instagram blog in starting November 2016. Uh, Amy and I, she did all the photos for it, um, and we came up with the ideas together. And then there's actually written copy for each one. Uh, like that's what she writes for the blog. So we did that just because that was funny and that was fun, mm -hmm. just making fun of food and lifestyle blogs. And then it just kept getting more and more out of hand. We are doing it every week, and it started to get, like, expensive and, like, dumber and dumber. Uh, and so we are at one point where, like, we can't do this anymore. We're so – it's exhausting. Um, so then we were like, we should end it. Well, what if we made, like, a little – like, what if we made, like, a little video at, or something at the end? And then the idea just kept getting tossed back and forth. And this was, I think, in September of 2017, where we, we knew we had a, we were going to wrap it up soon. And the year anniversary was coming up. So she said, we were like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And then I was like, well, what if we make it like a mockumentary? And then it, and then we were, it was just going to be a short mockumentary. And then it ended up being an hour long. So it all just like kept getting crazier and crazier. Once you keep following the inspiration, you, yeah. you just, it, you just have to <laughs> see where it goes. You yeah. know, you can't end it preemptively. Yeah. So, so, the whole shooting of all of that was that. Uh, how long did you say that took? So that so we didn't we we had the the like inkling that we would do a mockumentary in like September of 2017, mm. and then we started getting pre-production stuff together. But we basically shot and edited the whole thing <clears throat> in under three weeks. Oh my so god, that's awesome! That's I, like unheard of. <laughs> I had this. With the, you had so many locations too, or at least gave yeah. that illusion. Yeah. Um, well, we we did use a lot of locations around Austin. Um, it's actually pretty easy to. Is that we all from? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. So, Thank yeah. you for coming out here all the <laughs> yeah. way from Austin. Um, and so we, uh, yeah, we did another three weeks because I had this thought in my head for some reason that we had to like finish it, and like have a premiere for like friends like on the anniversary of when we started the blog. Yeah, like so, this monumental. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, and so <laughs> I it was really like I was the one who was doing a lot of the like editing at work and doing, you know, staying up late and making myself sick, basically. So. Well, it's all worth it, you know, because a lot of times people use their works as an excuse as to why they're not getting something done. Kind of like we were talking about earlier. I mean, now you got a cell phone, you got a, you got these apps for your smartphone, and you can put it, like you just did a freaking feature film. Who would have expected that? So a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm working all the time, I don't have time for that. And now here you're saying you were actually editing while you are at work. Yeah. When yes. you got that fever... <laughs> 
you know. And sometimes it's fever for more cow cowbell. Sometimes it's a fever for uh, editing your <laughs> editing your Instagram mockumentary. Wow, that was that was like a mechanical bull for a second. All right, so uh, you shot all the photos, right? Uh, yes, the for the Instagram blog, yes. So. And what did you come up with a backstory behind like why she's so mousy, like she, why she's so timid, or you know, does Bed Eater pay her in food? Do, like, are there have we, you come up with a backstory on any of this? Uh, I bounced ideas around, but I think it's kind of the classic joke of like people wanting to get photographers for basically exposure. We didn't really dive into it, but you know, like people wanting artists and people to just be like, oh, you'll get great exposure, yeah. and. She never gives me really any credit. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. He's like, well, who, who is, what does she do? And you don't even answer, she doesn't even answer the question. She just goes yeah, on to this whole other thing. And she's just kind of like, ah, oh, let's just, yeah. we don't need to talk okay. about that right now. Yeah, yeah. so it's just kind of playing on that joke, I guess, a little bit. Just the, you know, you can't pay your bills with exposure, so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and and we had this idea. Like, I, she's you're definitely being like held hostage in some regard. Yeah, it seems that way, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some some some. I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah. Just for a little context, though, the three of us used to work together a long a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so, like we're all old friends. And yes, that's why. the three of us, and then we met like, doing improv. So I, oh my I, god, I, the I improv was him. astounding. Yeah, you totally yes ended your way all all over the place. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. You just took ideas and rolled with it, and now look where where it is. I mean, it's yeah. astounding. Who would have thought that would have happened? So did you c help out with the concoction of these things? I'm getting the idea that... No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so, we, so we, we've made stuff together. Before. We've made That's other good. stuff, yeah. and they asked if I wanted to help out. So, uh, very, very limited. I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to hold the camera and follow you guys. Okay, so yeah. you were just, you were the camera guy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. And I was like, I, I don't want to be ready for anything. I just get that's good. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Man, that's, those are the kind of people you need on your team when you're, when you're improvising, right? Well, so it's just yeah. going to go, oh, what's that? What's that? Yeah. What? what? And so and it's they, funny because he actually, um, when Amy and I would do some of these bed eater shoots, like mm -hmm. for the, the blog in my bedroom, and he, like, we're, we're a couple and, like, we live together, and he'd, like, come home from work and there would just be, like, wondering what the noodles everywhere, <laughs> or, like, I'm, like, eating just really gross stuff, and, and I'd always be like, okay, all right, just walking out yeah. of the room. Yeah, so. Was um, it cool to see how it all, how it all glued together and what happened? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I've been supportive. I was like, uh, sure, this is funny. Like, I really like the written stuff of it, and that's where it started clicking for me. You just never. And then know. whenever like seeing this all this movie being put together and like being a part of it, it's like, I yeah, it was a fun time. I had a lot of fun doing Yeah, this. you were really in deep with the world of uh, Bed Eater, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. yeah. You had they no would, choice. You had to yeah. be there with it. Because they, they would shoot stuff. They would shoot four or five posts in one night, and I'd just be hanging out in the living room like, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, like... And then were you surprised to see what was on Instagram that popped up the next day or a week or whatever? Like, oh, that's what was going on. <laughs> Yeah. A monster eating ramen noodles. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Now, how did so you were in, in improv together? Yeah, I was in improv with Marissa. Did she discuss any of this these shenanigans with you uh, bef beforehand, well, so or were we you surprised as well? An, we worked on another short mm -hmm. film together. Yeah. Um, and then I heard about Bed Eater as we went, and she actually reached a point where she was like, "I want to start shooting in other people's bedrooms." Yes. So, three of the shoots were in my 
apartment, which was in the movie as well. And one on your in the parking yeah, garage. Yeah, one in the parking garage. Of your apartment complex yeah. as uh, well. Where she's so. holding the heart. She's on a <laughs> blow-up mattress in a parking garage. It's great. Um, which, it's, it is great looking at it, but watching it all happen is kind of... Yeah, not, not appetizing. Yeah, I'm sure it might be shocking. Yeah, a we've bit, had right? some people like when we went to go do it at other people's places, who got like actually grossed out by the yeah. shoot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it could get. Well, because the food isn't good. The food is so terrible. she would spit it out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to spill the beans. <laughs> Sorry to spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so worked on the short film with her, helped with Bed Eater, and then when I got to making the mockumentary. She was like, I need a director. I was like, okay, let's make him like this. And she was like, yes. Yeah. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. And then we just made everything up. So. Now, have any of you thought about making any music videos? Music videos? Yeah, maybe a Bed Eater music video. Ooh. Maybe it's time for a Bed Eater song. Oh, gosh. A Bed Eater song? Yeah, the okay, theme song. Okay, that's the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because people, like, because uh, we have it up online and, um, we have people kind of getting to it, you know, people like a year later watching it and all this, people are like asking if we're gonna do more and things like that. And I'm like, no, I'm, ex I'm still exhausted from it. It's, as far as like this specific project, being doing that character is like a lot. And then to have to continue to heighten it, mm -hmm. like what we would have to do to like top that, to like top what happens at the end of this movie would be like, I don't even know what we would do. So um, it's definitely something that I feel like was, ran its course and like exists as a thing and I'm, I'm like okay yeah I feel good about that <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting um something you were saying earlier about like you know a lot of the a lot of these folks they'll get photographers like oh it's for exposure well you know in this case it does lead to something you know mm -hmm. a lot a lot of I think if you just if you follow it you follow it you follow the calling it's going to it's going to keep rewarding you and um, at least that's how it plays out in my reality experience. I just keep following the calling. We don't know what kind of momentum is going to build up and how it's going to happen. This stuff that you've had out for a while, people come across it. It's, the, it's brand new to them. Mm -hmm. It's old to you. It's brand new to them. And it's like, what? It's like it must be this wonderful eureka moment for them. They're like, what is this crazy thing? And you're going, oh, my gosh, I'm so past that. I'm ready to, like, start this. I'm ready to start the Bed Eater musical now. You know, like, you're, you're on, that's, like, old news. <laughs> Whatever it may be, right? So, uh, so, um... It's cool because you never know how a thing, we just never know how those things are going to evolve or who it's going to inspire. Um, I mean, had you not made that and had you not flown in here and had I not had this conversation, um, who knows how long it would have taken before you, you would have realized uh, the Bed Eater musical, for instance, right? So, <laughs> so, right? That dominoes, the dominoes go way back, which reminds me, sir. Um, are you are you thinking about oh, yeah. are you thinking yeah. about doing any uh, mockumentaries? Uh, no, I'm going to do the musical bed eater. <laughs> oh, there it is. Look at that. Look at that. We formed the partnership here. So, um, and are you going to shoot it all on iPhone? iPhone, yes. Why why is an iPhone sponsoring you? I think it's about time that they sent you free iPhones for crying. Well, out they about. listed me on um, new and noteworthy for a while on iTunes. Oh, good. Yeah, so it worked. Sheesh, <laughs> the that's the least they could do. They should, yeah. you know. There are all those people out there who are reviewing these products. Yeah. You, you could be one of those guys. Like, well, yeah, I totally reviewed it. Here's a feature film I made with your product. Well, actually, it started because I had a budget $500 to do one, uh, one song. And uh, I tried to hire a cinematographer, but they would send me an email saying, okay, our uh, camera is $40,000. What is your budget? Oh, boy. So I started researching how can I do um, photography, and I figured the iPhone 7 can do everything. So I upgraded from iPhone 5 to iPhone 7. 
Incredible. And uh, did the reading, and I figured it does 95% of the work, but I have to limit it to outside shooting because mm. I don't I don't know the camera very well but mm. uh, seems like it does very well when you shoot outside versus inside natural light looks so great on the iPhone well see and this is another example of just like I, I've talked to so many filmmakers throughout this whole time where they they um they might not have known how to shoot on their camera. Like you are saying, you don't really know how to, to, to use the camera, but that didn't stop you from creating. I've, I was talking with so many of these people, there was this guy who, he had this, he had this story in his mind. He's like, oh, I really wanted to get it down, but I didn't know how to do color correction. I didn't know how to do editing. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And so he had to start right from the beginning. And he's like, well, all I know is I had my smartphone and, and there we go. And so he, he just started. And like the, the fact that people are just making things the same reasons that people are using to not make things are the same reasons people are using to make the things, which is beautiful. Because had you not decided to just go ahead and make that, had you decided not just go ahead and make that, it starts as this crazy, oh yeah, let's just do, oh, let's do a funny photo here on the bed. Oh, wow, what, what's the next thing we're going to do? Before you know it, you keep following it along and it gets more surreal. And then you start shooting other people's apartments. You're like, whoa, we didn't expect this to happen. And all of a sudden it becomes a mockumentary. I mean, it's like... I don't know, it's just incredible, because these are the stories that I get to share with other people. Anytime they come up with an excuse as to why they can't go out and make a movie, or why they can't, uh, well, I don't know how to write, well, I don't know, just start, just start putting words on the page and see what happens. Um, so have you, is this your only like film project that you've worked on? No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I've done, uh, this was actually the fifth, Fourth, fifth, fifth, I think, that I've made. Um, we, just the same year, um, Keith and I uh, directed another short that we're about to put online, but that Doug was uh, in. So um, we've done that. And then I've, I've been making stuff since, since high school, just weird things, you know. <laughs> Not straying too far from the weird, that's for sure. Yes. So. How long have you uh, been in improv? Uh, about two, two years, two years. Yeah, yeah, two years. And what actually, led you into it? Um, I had a friend who kept saying, oh, you'd be so great at it. And then I was actually listening to, um, there's this great uh, podcast from um, uh, uh, Austin Film Festival or mm. Austin Film Society or something uh, on story where they do interviews with a lot of screenwriters. And people kept saying things like, oh, I'll take an improv class. It'll help your screen. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And so I kept hearing that, and I finally caved and then um met him met uh, a lot of other most of the other people who are in the film mm -hmm. um and then we made the choice to improvise all of the acting um because of that and actually our next project will be made more of a hybrid between um improv and script but Improvisation yeah is so, so valuable i mean yes for what you're creating on the screen it's also valuable yeah. for conversations just in general yeah. you can definitely tell when those who have not taken improv classes right because there's usually that default mode of no yeah. Like, no, actually, or no, or, you know, you're like, oh, man, if only you would have yes ended that. Like, we could have built this Scooby-Doo. Uh, I feel it's like the Scooby-Doo yeah. sandwich, right? They're, they're, yeah. Neither <laughs> one of them are questioning, yeah. like, should I add some more ham? Should I put some more, yeah. you know, mayonnaise? Yeah. But, uh, yes, yes, of course, yes, of course. A uh, scoop of ice cream? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, so they just keep growing it, growing yeah. it. Yeah. And um, it's just, ooh, it's just, ooh, it's so tasty and so so wonderful when you're yeah. around other improv actors who just want to get into those little details mm -hmm. and keep, you know, it's like a volleyball game. They just yeah. want to keep that energy going. Yeah. Now, do you do acting as well? Uh, no. <laughs> What's your, what do you, I what mean, do you I've like to do? I mean, I've done it, but sure. Uh, what do you no. like, what are your passions? Um, behind the camera, uh, so the, I'm trying to mostly get into the writing, camera stuff. Oh. Uh, directing, we directed something, uh, mm -hmm. 
same time as the, or same year as that. Um, I've got a couple ideas that I'm trying to crank out, but hopefully brunch I can do something on. Or yeah. this idea. This sorry. next. Yeah. It's yeah. about, it's about <laughs> another, brunch. I'm yeah. Sorry. Another. We're, we're doing another uh, food related. Oh, good. Thing. Yeah. It's a theme. Actually, everything I've made has a, a food. A theme of food. Food's very important yeah, for us. It is. <laughs> it really is, I'm finding. It's um, one of those important. Yeah. I'm glad that you're highlighting that, the importance yeah. of that food. <laughs> so are you, have you taken uh, improv classes as well? I've thought about it. She keeps, she encourages yeah. it. It sounds to me like you <laughs> took a good think... training. You had a great training course right here a, with this I'm movie. I'm a little shy, so we just, it's, yeah, we just it's a little, <laughs> for me, I'm just like, I would do it for the fun, but not yeah. beyond, like, performing level, like, because... I hear basic improv is just games and fun, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, it should con- that that through line should continue all, yeah, all the way. Yeah, so for that, that would be that would interest me, but I haven't totally committed to it yet. You know, and now. there's no, um, <laughs> there's no obligation for it to even be funny. I yeah, think when yeah. when uh, we, we we go into it, go, oh my god, this has got to like be hilarious, then it's just there, it's just not gonna work. You just kind of have to go with whatever the heck is given to you in that moment, and. Uh, I mean, you did great. Not having improv training or whatever, you did. She was throwing food at you and stuff. You're like, ah, you know, you're just dealing with it. That was the basic premise of my character. Was like, I, I want to be in it. I want to play the character that I, we we're gonna do. As long as I don't have any lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please don't give and me. And what's lines. so great is like you're you're like the um, the Igor to her Dr. Frankenstein. You know, she's like, get me a brain. Go get me, get me another sandwich. That was kind of the idea. Yeah. So now, uh, sir, we haven't talked to you yet. Are you just out here to support these fine folks, or did you do some some of the? I don't know. Maybe you were a I was, involved, sadly, oh. I was not involved, sadly. I was not involved, no. Um, no, I'm just here to support. Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. I, I, so are you part of the improv uh, tribe? We have, a, we have mutual friends. Yeah, we have yeah. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, sir, i got to ask you now, have you taken any improv classes? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally distant from that. Yeah, I'm well, just maybe a you're director. inspired to take one Famous now. Famous director now. <laughs> Famous director, absolutely. I've been here Famous in iPhone festival. director. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so now did, did you, I mean, you had to have utilized some kind of improvisation, right? With your, with your, the, yeah, directing, yeah, the scenario, a lot of the, uh, script comes on our spot because the actor doesn't show, the actress doesn't show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it rains or whatever. So you change the whole story, but because it's uh, silent, you have a lot of flexibility. So the way I, the way I do it, I, um, shoot scenes and it's like a Lego pieces, yeah. then I restructure the story later on. Oh, so that's cool. the way I start the story, completely different how it ends. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of like, I always hear the stories of like how writers, they'll just write, they'll have like their note cards and they'll write, here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene. And they don't really know how it's going to fit together, really. Oh, really. And then they start shuffling them and then they look at it that way. So I'm natural. Uh, yeah, you're natural. <laughs> you're, a na- you're a natural stock, kid. <laughs> so um, are you... Are you thinking about doing, I don't know, comedies or sci-fi, you know, any other sort of yeah, genre? Yeah, I'm trying to do animation now. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm hoping to do animation. Uh, but mainly I'm uh, doing silent love stories. I finished the first feature. I'm starting to work on the second feature now. So I'm looking for good singers now. <laughs> I thought it was neat how a couple uh, the actor, some of the actors, you saw how they were part of the world of the other actors. Yes. That was pretty cool. Is and that intentional? It's intentional. And the feature, actually, it's about 18 people. Uh, mm. They mingle with their stories in and out through 22 scenes. That's cool. Yeah. That's and really the cool. theme song, which is Heartbeat, is done by my son, 
who is seventh grade when he did it on iTunes Garage Band. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's the other. Th that's the other cool thing too. It's like people don't. They just got an app on their phone and they can make music, right? Yeah, if they are talented. God, you guys, this this has been so fun to meet all of you, and um, you yeah, obviously we got that nice wall that you can take photos <laughs> against if you want to prove that you're actually here. Um, this this might serve as that too. Because um, I think they're going to have the next block at, um, oh, we've got like 15 minutes, mm -hmm. 10 minutes. But it was nice, it was nice meeting you all. Thank yeah, you all for coming out you. from yeah. Austin. I just had a friend who moved out to Austin. Oh, yeah. I heard Austin is a very artistic community. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, one of my favorite, and I can't believe I don't even remember his name right now, but one of my favorite, you know, the guy, <laughs> can't believe I don't even remember his name right now. Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Lane, that dude. Richard Linklater. Yeah, I heard he lives out there. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, do you run into him at all? Uh, I've, I've served him ice cream before. You've served him ice cream. That's fantastic. Is he nice? Is he a nice guy? I try not to make a thing about it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but certainly you tell him all about Bed Eater, the few times that you do see him, right? Uh, this was before Bed Eater. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He actually created the Austin Film Society in yeah. uh, like early 90s. And oh, that's now cool. it's become a big thing where it's like a collective and you can yeah. go learn... Um, how to use a bunch of equipment and then rent out equipment, and they've created a movie theater, that, or they started a movie theater yeah. that's a non-profit, it's all non-profit. That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. That yeah. is so great. I'm so gr happy that all of you know each other and that you're all encouraging one another's absurdities, <laughs> and you're pushing it yeah. as far as you can go, and uh, that's the hugest, most important thing, yeah. I feel. So that's that's fantastic. How about you, sir? Do you like absurdity? Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's where it's at, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're on Instagram. It's a real thing. It's totally real. Yeah. It's real. I just friended them. And you should, too. <laughs> this is Stu Strauss, the woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. We are at this place called Cordval, a place called St. Martin. The place that we're staying at is on a golf course. And from what I heard, Tiger Woods had played here, apparently, and someone threw a hot dog at his face while he was playing. Uh, a little smidgen of the conversation you just heard. Okay, so I found out we're playing... For a company called CIG, we're going to play for about 60 people, and those 60 people are clients. They represent $200 million of the revenue that came through uh, to CIG. Some incur uh, I think like an insurance company, and each year they they get this this thing where they're staying at this at this place out here. And I guess, uh, oh, I'm at the very first, I'm at the very first hole, apparently. I'm at the very first hole, interesting. So, what happened was these people had seen us at Den in Denver. They saw us in Denver. And uh, so a guy just, I, I'm over here by the first hole, some guy just... Knocked his ball off. He's taking his golf cart to go find it.
So, I'm out here. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, we got a little speech given to us. Um... From the uh, one of the guys in the band, and he goes, "Okay, guys, remember, don't be too excited about, or how did he put it? Don't be too like, wow, cool, you know, like." Uh, yeah, I guess excited. And I said, you don't want us to show any appreciation or like gratitude for what's going on? When I hear that, it just... I, I'm used to gratitude. I'm used to appreciation, enthusiasm. So I really got to... Tone it down, apparently. How would you handle a situation like that? Where... Where... You're in a situation... And you're expressing gratitude, you want to express gratitude for something fun, new, different, exciting, unexpected. And then, and then you hear, like, play it cool, don't do that. How would you handle that? How do you handle excitement in your life? That might be a good uh, thing to think about. How do you handle excitement in your life? How do you handle... I'm going to sit under this tree. We're going to sit under this tree over here and just stare out at this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful landscape. Beautiful landscape. Oh, man, it's marvelous. It's marvelous. This is the thing too. I I was brought up on appreciation, gratitude. And then when I went to Columbia College, I learned about ensemble, the importance of that. A true all for one and one for all. By the way, if you hear wind coming across this microphone, it's because I don't have the wind cancellation thing, so to speak. The little fuzzy ball that goes on the end of it. It fell off a while ago, and so I've just been kind of going commando with this with this microphone. When I got to Columbia College, they taught us about the benefits the importance, the import, the importance, the greatness. And all that comes with 
all that comes with an ensemble mindset. It truly is all for one, one for all. Um, now, there is obviously a director of each production, so to speak. A director of a play, director of a band, a director of a theatrical production, the director of a, I guess, art, even? All kinds of stuff. Directors, managers. And I feel that when... When those are implemented, the, hey, let's appreciate one another's ideas, let's figure out how to, int- how to integrate them, there's, 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 those benefits outweigh any sort of short-term benefit that comes from an ego energy. You'll notice, you'll notice, uh, you'll notice a lot of times A dominant identity trait of a person. A dominant, you know, sort of one could say overcompensation perhaps in an area is a direct result of a lack of compensation in one area. Maybe you didn't have one specific thing growing up, so then you went, well, let's go see what that's about. Let's go explore that area. And another one, too, is just a a mindset that's taught in that belief mindset. You could have, for instance, kids who grew up in a very rich household, silver spoon stuff, and they decide, as my buddy calls them, trustafarians, they decide to become homeless and, and, and um, go in that opposite direction. Go the other way. There's a movie, Into the Wild. There's a book based on a book. Same kind of concept. You go in the opposite direction. Opposite direction. So it's an interesting kind of... situation <laughs> huh where are we going oh yes they just called think I can answer Tom's question who do you think the fake is Ladies 
and gentlemen, we're about to go on a tour now. We are with David Bowie, brothers David Bowie and Tommy Bowie. Hello. Hello. The, uh, the legends soft rock. of soft rock like and the legends of soft rock. Ooh, that's a good one, right? The legends of soft rock. The band as a whole is the titans, but Dave and I are the legends. Let's oh, just the two of you. Gotcha. Yeah. Most so I'm walking with the legends. Off stage antics. <laughs> <laughs> and, deep, and deep voices. That's right. And deep voices. We are dealing with the legends of soft rock here. <laughs> what do you think we're going to find on this tour, Mr. Tommy? Um, a lot of soft rock gems. Good. We're going to find a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. We're going to find just... You know, we're going to find some happiness in the hearts of some cold people. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, Mr. David Bowie, what do you think we're going to find on this tour? We're going to find a lot of rich old ladies who are tired of sitting at home alone. Mmm. And they want to find them a nice little snack in the form of a yacht rocker. <laughs> yacht rock snack. Yacht rock snacks. That's How do you guys know where to go? That's what I want to know. I have a natural sense of direction. There it is. You're probably a bloodhound in a past life. Could be. Could be. Who knows? Could be. It's only just out of reach down the block on a beach under a tree. This is made for walking. It's true. That's just what I'll do. We're going up to the... Is that where we're going or no? No. no. Oh, gotcha. Are we, ta are we taking a golf cart? These nights. One of these crazy. I'm gonna find out, pretty mama. I don't know what's the next word. What turns on her lights? What turns on her lights? Bam, 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 bam. So you ought to see our bungalow. It's like, um, it's like the TARDIS. It's much bigger on the inside. You're not expecting to find out what you find when you walk through the front doors. There are other rooms, other catacombs, <laughs> leading to other bedrooms and other bathrooms. And even a couple of walk-in closets, if I'm not mistaken. How's it going? Uh, that's right. There's a couple of everything, basically. Heck, there might even be a secret passage or three that, that I didn't discover yet. Oh, here we are. Well, we're playing sailing. And it's going very well. Solo. Wonderful. He's like, right. pulled it up right here, yo. <laughs> so they were doing an ass pee, yo. You just caught him describing an extraordinary, extraordinary uh, uh, dream, dream come true. We had a crab. That's right. We had a crab and we had a lobster up on stage yesterday at the, or two days ago, two days ago. That's good. Ice T decided to drop by the tour, the the uh, the van that we are in. Well, those guys are sitting on the back. Yeah, that's the other problem too. Yo, yo, baby, yo, baby. I'll sit in the front. This is extraordinary. Doug. 
So you're looking for whole golf course. You're on my podcast. What's your name? My name is Jacob. Jacob, how long have you worked here? Uh, two and a half years. What What uh, is your Aside from being a, a golf cart driver, what are your other titles? Uh, we're bellman and valet. And so, are, are you all? Does that also include room service? No, that's in-room dining. So we just do mostly what's called club service, attendant stuff, bellman, valet, and then uh, just shuttling around, showing the property off. Now, have you guys, have you guys figured out the secret? I I was once a room service guy at a resort one time, and I talked to some of the guys who you know kind of do what you do. You know, they're out there on a golf course and stuff. Are Are you out on the golf course, by the way? No. Helping those guys? No, no, that's a different set of guys. It's a golf service attendants. Oh, gotcha. And the green shirts. Okay, so my buddy was one of those green-shirted guys, it, you know, so to speak, at our resort. And they would figure out a way to put golf tees into the, there was like a governor, and they would they would trick it with this golf, uh, the, you know, the tee. Yeah. And the thing, they would be able to go much faster. Like, they would go much, like, they would, because this thing can only go to a certain speed. Yeah, it's governed. There's some thing in there. It would stick the the golf tee in there, and it would take off like a bat out of hell, man. Wow, I, yeah, look into that. I yeah, yeah. I'm sure that. you could search it on the internet. So on your lunch break, you can uh, zip around the have a little race or something. Next time I have it in here, we'll see. If we that's, get going. Right, that's right. So have you been able to meet any? Um, uh, I don't know, celebrities, musicians, or whoever here working here, that maybe you never thought you'd be able to meet or 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 shake hands with. Before, yeah, absolutely. During the stays, we're not allowed to really talk about it after they leave. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're able to bring it up, but we've had a lot of celebrities stay here, which is surprising. San Martin's a little bit out of the ways from San Jose and San Francisco, mm-hmm. but uh, they like to come here and play golf and hang out. Uh, during the women's open, we had a lot of uh, athletes come out, professional athletes, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Tiger Woods comes here often for tournaments that we used to hold the uh, prize open. That's great. I had just heard someone tell me about yeah. that. How long ago was last time yeah. he was here? 2015. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, cool. Now, were you here for that? Were you here for that? I was not. I got hired maybe two months after. But I did. Uh, Michael Jordan came here once, and he, oh had, my God. he had the entire course shut down. What? That's awesome. That was cool. Were you a Michael Jordan fan at the time? Uh, I'm a little bit younger. I was actually a big Kobe fan growing up. Kobe was uh, the guy I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Now, did you uh, ever have a pair of Air Jordans? I did. I was never a Jordan guy. Mm-hmm. Especially now, they're too expensive. They're resold. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to stay oh, yeah. up till one in the morning and try and buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, made by little eight-year-olds in a factory somewhere anyway. So, um, how often do you get this opportunity to drive the golf cart? Every five minutes. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. We're, we're in this golf cart. Because when I think of Bellman, I think of the guy, you're just kind of, I, I imagine that they're just kind of stuck on site. So we have special golf carts that are flatbeds, and when we check people into the hotel, those are the rooms right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we have to drive them from the lobby up there with their luggage. So we are constantly in golf carts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you ever, now, when you first started this job, did you have a lot of, this may seem like a strange question, but it, it happened to me when I first started doing room service. I would frequently go to sleep having dreams of pushing the carts around the hallways and delivering food. Did that happen to you? Um, not that I can remember, no. I think uh, 
He's just driving a golf cart so much fun that I just, you know, I don't really think about it very often. So, but you never, you after you started doing this a lot, you didn't have any dreams about doing it, though? No, I can't like say Like, afterwards. I, I can't no? say I have. No, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it was such a new experience to me, like, going through all these halls and, like, carrying these heavy trays on my shoulder and all that crazy stuff, like... I think us being an outdoor hotel, uh, we do most of our stuff outdoors in golf carts and whatnot. It makes it a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, what's your, what would you say, like, let's say a, uh, let's say a, you know, genie pops out of a bottle and gives you, like, the ultimate ideal dream life, what would that be? It's surprising. So, my dream life would actually be to own a ranch in Texas and just do cattle ranching. Cattle ranching? Yeah, Fantastic. My grandfather's a cattle rancher in Texas. Incredible. Yeah. Does he seem to have a peaceful life? He loves it. He's been out there and he hates coming to California and just wants to go back home every time he's here. He loves it out there. Incredible. Because so. yeah. there's so much space out there, so much nature, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just you're your own boss. You wake up, you do what you got to do, and, you know, he, he loves it. So I, I hope to take over his ranch one day. I got to tell you what was so exciting, driving out here and seeing those cows just freely walking out there, freely grazing, yeah. having a good time, enjoying just life. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the idea that perhaps your your, your grandfather kind of might have a, a ranch of that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah he, it's just a complete open range, and he's a small time kind of rancher, nothing big, uh, but that's what he does, and he loves it. You know, I um, I was playing Red the not the new Red Dead Redemption yet. I'm scared of getting lost in that rabbit hole. But I had the one before that, and uh, I got to tell you, my favorite thing was hopping on a horse and just running out into the prairie, man. And I would have so many dreams about that. Did you play it, any of those games? I played Red Redemption a little bit. My cousin had it. I never bought it myself, but I do ride horses. I I have a ranch out here, and uh, my family. Wait, you got? Yeah. My family has a ranch. We don't have any livestock right now, except for you know a bunch of like regular dogs and chickens and stuff like that. Nothing big. Man, I gotta tell you, if you ever get a chance, play Red Dead Redemption because it shows you, it dials, it allows you to, it's like a time machine, allows you to play um, uh, in 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 that time period of what yeah. that was like, and it's yeah. amazing because those ranchers, I, it was crazy because they, they'd have this ranch and all this land, and then their next neighbor was like miles and miles away. Yeah, that's how it is. Uh, we have. I think a total of five acres my family here in San Martin. That's great. That is incredible. It's nice. Wow, man. Well, thank you so much for, for being on, on the podcast. What's your name again? Oh, I'm Stony Shores. Pleasure to meet you. This is so cool. Thank you for driving us. This is so cool, man. The propaganda and agitation drones of the Meeklon Marketing Department have for years uh, led us to believe the notion that Miklon itself has been ingrained into our genetics ever since a very specific moment in our evolution as a species. Primitive human, fatigued from a hungry day of hunting, finally satiated by a belly of delicious, freshly cooked meat product, begins to act a fool. And the rest is history. The Meat Clown Meat Solution. Not the first, won't be the last. But the reality of it is, you can order anytime from www.meatclownbuttons.bigcartel.com. It's Meat Clown approved. Here's your fun fact. In the 1920s, the Hollywood sign was lit by thousands of light bulbs, and the guy who changed the burnt out ones 
lived in a little cabin near this sign. Stay tuned to Inspirado Projecto for more fun facts. I always send them called 17 Reasons Why the World Has Never Been a Better Place. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'll shoot it to you. Because you're, yeah. you're showing them, look, it's not always just bad right, stuff. They, right, but it all no, depends it's just on that where nobody reports it. Mm -hmm. Because you're living, what did Marilyn Manson call it? A society of consumption and fear? Yes. When he's in Bowling for Columbine? Yeah, so that's what they want. They want bad news, and that's it. So you're really doing a service Thank you. yourself by doing that. That's what I like. Once I realized, okay, I'm going to become the media that I always wanted to see in the world. There you go. Then it was like, whoa. Then it was so great because then I, I, a lot of people wanted to be guests on the show then, and it just felt really good to be able to tell their, get, allow them to get their stories out there, you know, maybe local bands, stuff like that. And uh, so this... this at this film festival, I've been recording all the Q&As and stuff, putting it up on my podcast so then people could, you know, so they can hear that and go, oh, what's this all about? Oh, You may want to get Mr. Extreme. He is so far-reaching. There's like eight, we see the logo on his chest, the XJL, that's Extreme Justice League. Mm -hmm. There's 18 superhero groups all over the country. Oh my gosh, that's that, incredible. That he is the founder of. They all operate under his flag. Incredible. Yeah, and uh, there's one right down by me called the Bay Coast Guardians, actually. Wow. And uh, yeah, but Mr. Extreme, he's... And I, I hate to say this too. I'll, I'll send you. I got to get a card from yours or something with an email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on there for you. And uh, when I met Mister Extreme, like I said, I've done nothing but gain from being a superhero. Mm -hmm. Friends, you know, accolades, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. And just by Mr. putting yourself in service to people, which is yeah, beautiful. Mister Extreme lost everything. He ended up living in his van. You'll see it in oh, the HBO man. documentary. But from there. He's built all that up to, That's to so where inspiring. it is now. So, yeah, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Oh, really my amazing God. Guy. That is incredible. Yeah. Want that sound bite? Oh, yes, yes, please. Yes, is please. that a mic? Yes, this wow. is my mic. Um, I got this for $6, and I tell you, it, it's worth its weight in gold. I can get all, even if I'm in a concert, whether I'm on a subway talking to someone, even though there's a lot of sound, this centers it so well, and it captures it so well. Um... Gosh, what is it? Oh. What is it? I can't remember to? the name of it. Oh, it's just plugged right into my so cell phone. Audio jack. This is a jack. this thing here is a Mophie, which is a uh, uh, simply it's just a battery. You know, it just powers up yeah. the battery when it's low. But um, so this is just plugged directly into my phone, and I gotta tell you, it. It's, yeah, okay, right in the cool. headphone well, headphone what's the name jack. Of the mic? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but if you, I'll write down my email address, if, or any way I can contact you, and I'll, I'll send you the exact okay. microphone that I got. Yeah. I'll send it to you, too. Please do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's crazy. I bought, like, four or five of them, just in case I lose one or something. Um, okay, so, if I get you to say, if you could say... Um, it's Superhero, I, and you're listening to... Inspirato Projecto. Inspirato Projecto. Yeah. Inspirato Projecto. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. This this is such an honor to meet you in person. Give you a few takes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Shout out to... Uh, Inspirado Projecto. This is Joey the Meathead. This is his first plug. 
I wanted to say I hope I didn't offend you. Ah, friend. Ah, friend. Ah, friend you. Ah. Ah. Ah.